Hello and welcome to Eden Exchanges, the business journey podcast by Eden Exchange. Today we spoke to Mark Garahay, who is the co-founder and general manager for High Low Fitness Holdings Limited, working with funding strategies. Listen as Mark delves into his professional background in the fitness and small business sector, the drive for group fitness and high intensity training in Australia, trends in the small business fitness and training sector, and the company's expansion plans. Listen to discover more. Hello and welcome everyone. My name is Raghu. I'm here with Ellen Rogers from the Eden Exchange team. Hello everyone. Today we're joined by Mark Garrahi, who's the co-founder and general manager of High Low Fitness Holdings Limited, a high-intensity group fitness and training business set to expand in the marketplace and capitalize on the growing demand for group fitness. Thanks all for joining us today, Mark. My pleasure. Now, firstly, Mark, can you tell us a little bit about the spark that ignited High Low Fitness? What's your current role and what's your background and experience in the industry? Okay, well, I guess the spark, I've always been quite the participant. Like as a 46-year-old guy, I've been in the fitness industry since 1997 as from a career point of view. So that is showing my age quite a bit. But at the same time, before that, I've always enjoyed triathlons, marathons, half marathons, always keeping myself fit. To go into the industry, I had quite the equipment background and uh, I did a lot of travel overseas. So if we rewind eight years ago, the spark was watching the dynamic shift heading towards group training. And there was some operators now in the boutique hit space. I spotted them when they only had uh, four sites, uh, funnily enough. And now that that particular model's got over a 1,000. So I, I guess between myself and Kerry, we sort of said that's going to be very the, very much the way to mainstream exercise in the future and we're not into uh, being master franchisor. We've quite the, wanted to be pioneers of our own brand. So Hilo was developed pretty much starting back then in concept and from there we thought, well, what are our core beliefs and what are we going to do differently to build our own version of Boutique Hit and now here we are where it's definitely the talk of the town and it went from being a wave forming to certainly a tsunami-sized wave in the market now. So what is the company's expansion plan? Uh, mostly Sydney, which is great because that's been our focus to build the footprint and that'll actually help us utilise a better awareness campaign and we have that plan with our brand identity marketing strategy along with like aligning ourselves with better video and social media campaigns. So that said, we're really looking to both open franchises or club within a club, as well as owner-operator high-low fitness sites yeah, in key areas that we've identified in Sydney. And apart from Sydney, are you looking beyond that as well? Yeah, definitely. So that's why I was sort of like the short-term vision plan there is just to get that stronger footprint, like with four sites is one. And we do have in pipeline a couple of opportunities but we're just trying to keep everything tight you know whilst whilst we're uh, in this stage of being able to you know build up a larger team and how are you going to achieve your expansion plans and your site goals as well how do you plan to specifically achieve it with yeah the site like there's definitely in pipeline what we've already identified they're definitely the priorities and it really comes down to a timing thing so um, for us, like with the sites identified, which which one drops first, that's where it, it gets interesting because, yeah, we like the fact that we will be 
having several projects on the go. And fortunately, we have the resources for that now. But again, being able to strengthen that when uh, we press the button on something, some things are kind of DA related and yeah, others are just waiting for a firmer commitment. All right. And where do you think Hilo Fitness will be in six months or a year from now? Uh, well, we do have, uh, we're very focused on the growth opportunities, as I mentioned, and it's all about helping our brand essentially realise its potential. The systems and everything that we've been working on are really aimed in the next six to 12 months. The vision is a further two to four sites. Uh, these expansion plans, as I mentioned, will give us the opportunity to grow the team. And we have some people earmarked for that and some we get to discover, of course, which uh, excites us immensely. All right. So what is your business model and how does your business model work? It's interesting when, it, like, say even a fitness business model, some might be strictly saying, okay, our membership bases, especially in boutique hit, another category we've spoke about a lot in this podcast. Uh, we definitely didn't limit ourselves to weekly memberships. We definitely hedged our bets three ways, really, having weekly five to 10 to 20 packs, which some models will only do that. That's kind of very unique to our brand. And so those those different forms of income, uh, how we utilize our three hit zones being grid, box on, and super hits. So from there, with our sites that we've already got and the, what, what's proven in the business model is around that 40 sites. And it's great that you can use your logistics and understanding what sites, uh, what sessions are working rather. And our sessions are rostered over a seven day period. So it's a really interesting part of our business model is because we've got over 55 sessions and programming and our tips, youth sessions, which mentioned that we've actually recognized with the government with the active kids program, we literally as a business model can cater for ages eight to 80, which <laughs> it's pretty, pretty interesting. It's not just uh, trying to be a cliche. And because of our model being low impact, it definitely is for all fitness levels and top of that large age demographic. All right, great. And to do this, you need a, a strong team and you know, advisors as well. So who are your board and management team and what do they bring to the table? Yeah, well, I guess Kerry and I being the co-founders and both been in the industry like 20 years, it's, it's pretty awesome to the network we've built on top of, I think it's what's made it kind of all possible, but we're really, we're really grateful for that. And we definitely have different skills that complement each other. Like Carrie's definitely on a uh, operational and financial level where I definitely am best at the development and, you know, just really doing the due diligence of what some of the products that are now well and truly tested and extremely popular. That was my strength. Uh, and the other, the other sort of board members that come to mind, like Richard, that's also got international experience on top of his CEO, like accolades, uh, and that's both in the fitness and sport industry. So he definitely is great at the architecture, compliance, and expectation for the macro building. So he also is quite the expert in site tendering and positioning the company for that. And Casey's uh, a high-profile commercial retail advisor so he's descending into these smaller lease arrangements and that's great because he actually as I mentioned before which ones are going to drop he really identifies what's like a gold silver and bronze kind of assessment which is great because 
we don't want to leave with our hearts too much. And uh, it's great when you've got people that are specialists and really make sure that the decisions have got uh, you know, 360 degrees of some very talented people having eyes on the project. And with all the all the products and services, where how do you make money? So where are your main revenue streams from? That's a really interesting question because well, the dynamic shift at the moment, uh, it's not just uh, fitness industry, and this wasn't um, part of our model originally. Like the reason why we did the three zones was to, yeah, we, we believed that that would, um, yeah, definitely help with our retention long term. And now we've just hit five years and it's uh, and we had quite the party where we had over 100 of our members show up, which is just shows that people, there's a lot of avid fans and it, was, and it was a real laugh. But, you know, it was even that night reflecting the reason why they're staying five years is because we can keep it so fresh. On top of that, which wasn't part of the model, the dynamic growth, like it's just, it's, it's, it's amazing when you consider that's happening in the fitness industry significantly. And uh, if we were offering, uh, you couldn't really capitalise on it like we can. So because so many people are choosing to buy through these and not having direct relationships with the providers, yeah, that we're, we're probably one of the very rare uh, boutique hip models that can capitalise on that so when you talk about where the money is coming from that is has been enormous and you know we're very fortunate that we can take advantage of it so, so just to clarify there when you say the boutique model so is it like a subscription type service or is it like a, a brokerage type so so how do you um you know what is it that actually people pay for okay so yes yeah, so to, to really simplify what a boutique hit offering generally anywhere between 30 minutes, 40 minutes or one hour. And rather than affording personal trainer, you know, which could cost you anywhere between 40 and $100 a session, group PT is essentially what boutique hit is. So you've got a room where the programming and, the, and, and your instructors putting you through a session and again, be it an 30 minutes, 45 an hour, depending on the model. Generally speaking, we actually have, now that we've got corporate sites, we do 30 and 45 minute sessions, but predominantly our sessions are an hour. And that's where the value is, where any, uh, for, for us, we'll have over 50 uh, sessions a week available to people, ranging from 5.30 in the morning to 7.30 at night. We also don't limit people to a weekly subscription. So if we compare ourselves to a, a big box offering like that, that when we're talking large gyms like where it's Virgin Active, Fitness First and, you know, large brands like that, they, they tend to be in a big box. They will have group on their timetable, mainly more or less mills, and now they're really starting to get into HIT, high-intensity interval training, to combat the rise of boutique HIT. So for us, being able to get that larger like weekly rate out of individuals because of the value of a trainer because we again we people only have to do a free session or two to realize the difference between trying to motivate themselves to get to a gym and jump on a treadmill for a bit and then go to the strength area and be amongst the masses groups definitely on the rise because everyone's quite time poor and to get results you know the difference between having a trainer motivate and educate you definitely is you know but people see the value very quickly 
So not only do we do weekly subscriptions, but we'll also sell in five, 10 and 20 packs to bring down that call at $25 for a casual visit. You know, people buy 20 packs that could bring it down to $15 a visit. So try to just accommodate people's budgets and, and naturally get as much as close to capacity in our sessions. Yeah. And that, that's essentially a gym model or a boutique hip model. It's getting your capacity and, and your member base up and calculating the right timetable. So Mark, just to clarify, are there any requirements for location and equipment? Yeah, that's that's another point of difference that Hilo can offer. So call it your consumer purchasing a franchise, which is very common with some models that are experiencing exponential growth at the moment. And naturally, that's where we're aiming as we're continuing our expansion from four sites and, and looking for growth. But the other side of it, because of our the way we do our programming and the way we can scale the size of our zones, we actually want to um, be a solution for what we believe is going to be a very big demand in the market called club within the club. So when you do, I mentioned big box before, your larger gyms, as they you know see the rise and rise of boutique hit, you, you get to that stage where if you can't beat them, join them. And we believe with the fact that we've got three zones that are scalable in size, or we, we don't have to, we've proven that across our sites that, that it doesn't have to fit into the certain dimensions. We can play around with our size, but essentially our equipment partners can assist with leasing and the equipment providing, which, you know, all gyms are accustomed to the way they purchase equipment. And then essentially we send fresh programming every day, train their trainers, and that's the way we're really going to see what what models are looking for that solution. They don't have to reinvent the wheel because over the last five years, we've made plenty of mistakes. We've got plenty right, and that's why we are progressing forward. But there's, yeah, there's sort of a lot of trial and error, so to speak. So, and any reason you're you're not going down the franchising path? Well, and the thing is, we are open to that as well, and 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 you know we've been true to that so far because we, you know, we are a franchise model. But yeah, I think it's it's hard for a lot of models that would be very hard for them to hedge their bets the way they sell territory. And it's great when you're at this exciting stage where your product's fully developed and proven and you haven't set sail in one direction yet. So that's why we get to, you know, we just keep focusing on our game, have been, you know, keeping our content fresh and see what opportunities arise because it's it's been a very interesting period of growth. A lot of models that have been selling, you know, territories rather quickly in some areas it's all booked up but it's interesting when if you look at the 24 7 models you know there's four large players in australia that like a significantly larger plus plenty of independence they had a demographic of 300,000 where they're targeting that area but then all of a sudden all four are selling into that area you know that's really setting up you know some that there'll be winners and losers no doubt it's it's like you know it's it's unsustainable so what i'm alluding to there is before we've got our model that's quite unique in so many ways you know we can sort of consider a a larger play with a bigger already established model all right australia is very fitness focused all around where do you see the greatest demand for high load what what has the market response been like to date 
Well, the, the cool thing is, you know, I, I, I watch the Ursa and the IBIS reports and that sort of thing. So when you consider the cut through of Australian public at the moment, maybe it's around the 15% mark of people that actually participate or belong to a gym in one form or another. And the US, it's around 17%. And, you know, social media and just healthy lifestyle awareness has really accelerated. So, you know, most experts agree that it could be uh, only 18 months away where we're looking at 20% all around, which is, you know, it's it's funny because, you know, so many models are growing so fast, but, but it's good to know that the market is growing as well. And yeah, so for us, we're just glad that we stuck to our original idea and it wasn't it wasn't like a shotgun approach where we were trying to to attract everybody but at the same time you know we didn't want to be niche where you know like it was a a certain demographic of you know people love community and want to belong and and that's what we've noticed at our sites and it's we, we get very proud where especially the youngest site being North Ride that's only been open for a year and it's very corporate based so we do a lot of lunchtime sessions and just to see people of very different fitness levels you know training together and, and really getting the workout they want that's that's pretty much one of our superpowers because we authorized with the government so that you know families can spend their hundred dollars rather than just sport participation but with us also so we really are building exercise communities and that's where you know we've got great relationships with physios as soon as we get to an area we talk to physios chiros osteos and realize that the right exercise so that was my kind of roundabout way of saying we're really proud that we can facilitate such diversity in our sessions and can you explain your business model in the context of your expansion of the sites so how do you make money off the new sites um, and also what type of new sites are you rolling out in terms of business units? Well, from a head office point of view, now that we have a, an agreed equipment rollout, the top company will will actually benefit financially from a site opening on top of the initial fee to get all the intellectual property, all the sessions, the setup, the 3D design. So, And from there, the... The ongoing income for the business model is offering the programming. Say, if I, the fact that we have six to eight different session types in our three zones that are all very, very successful now. Mind you, we've got rid of a couple along the way, but each of those sessions have daily programming. So that subscription and effort really reduces the cost for any prospective franchisee or or club that's managing some of our zones in a big box capacity. So they are subscribing to have that programming sent to the trainers. And that's definitely uh, one of the best forms of income. And yeah, I guess we're not exactly original with that one. The best models in the world are doing it the same way. But I think as whether it is, again, a franchisee or, or a club that's licensing our product, we know the value that they see because our team that have been making these programs for the last five years, it's fresh and, yeah, and collectively that's why our retention's outstanding. It's just, it's very, very hard to get bored at High Low Fitness. It's a interesting place to, and challenging in a good way. And what does, for example, you mentioned you can license the sites 
franchise them. So what does someone need to bring to the table if they want to be a licensee or a franchisee? Whether we're looking at from a territory point of view, we're not we're not that model that's just going to say, okay, we want two hundred and fifty to three hundred and fifty thousand in the demographic. Just knowing in some markets how saturated places are, we're really welcoming and reviewing opportunities where, if you're looking at, uh, for instance, an aquatic center that has a, a huge audience, but they're solely relying on people that are coming in and doing their own thing in a strength area or on the cardio treadmills and bikes and the like, and their group rooms are bare room and they're watching their Les Mills and, and Zumba and everything kind of in free fall as far as participation as the boutique hit and all the different versions of fitness available now are pipping them off. So that's probably one of the best ones and where we're very unique that we we are a solution for those places. So that club within a club, as I mentioned, yeah, there's not too many uh, models that could actually do that in, in a licensing format. It's more all in, you're actually a site. So really excited about reviewing and, and, and talking with situations like that because you think full circle where if they've if an aquatic center for instance got got that huge variety of users from kids all the way to seniors so that's where i think both of us can give each other some great value like we'll be able to create great awareness for our brand in these high volume sites and yeah that that excites us immensely and then it comes down to not just limiting ourselves to suburbia you know some of the best fitness franchises that were first to market in country and regional and coastal sites are doing very well but it gets to that stage where if there's four 24 sevens in one suburb and that sort of thing so we really want to plan to success for both parties so it's the dd or due diligence that we we do together when we are reviewing um is something that we're going to be very strong on not just saying hooray we've got someone ready for that area we want to make sure that everyone's going to have the win-win and what do they have to pay to get a franchise or a license if uh so the, the going rate is very much sixty thousand dollars or sixty to eighty thousand dollars these days for many of the franchise models so we kind of on the on that that's for larger sites or you know the sites that are definitely not just your hundred meters sites 100 meter squared sites it's all thousand feet it's the ones that are 250 to 450 or even 550 550 meters so we, we're very proud that like the 60,000 we are uh, that would include all zones and yeah again as we review if someone for instance in a club within the club environment wanted to just get the grid because they had the space yeah they'd be looking at uh, pretty much a third of that cost so we can be very entry level or yeah full picture you are looking at the sixty thousand dollar mark excellent now you know funny what's driving you to do what you do now what what do you love most about uh, your profession now to to be really honest i was so uh, like especially in, in my equipment days i was so obsessed with you know getting my times down in in triathlon and marathon that was actually carry that sort of kind of almost half forced me to try a group. I was saying, you know, I do my own thing. So, and when I tried it and then all of a sudden I was doing that once a week, I went, hang on a minute, I'm actually liking this day more than the others. What's going on? Uh, so I really 
got the, the fact that it's, it's just so great for the mind and so accelerating the results. Like I really found it's training smarter. So, and you know, like the percentage of referral in boutique hits enormous, you know, it's, um, you know, one tells, two tells, four tells, eight. That is the model if you if you if you're doing it right. So for me, um, you know, I just get such a kick out of. It. I mentioned that five year party, and them, you know, people are telling their phenomenal results. Um, they're going. So what I do for a living changes lives, and it's it's just deep but true. It just sometimes when you, um, you know, I'm still on the tools quite a bit, so to speak. I still take plenty of sessions, and um, I'm the human hand grenade if people are away and stuff, but it's certainly not a chore, you know. And if you're in that industry where sometimes you're getting up at twenty past four and people are going, "You're kidding!" and I'm going, "Well, I don't stay up late and watch TV, I, and I can't wait as soon as I get there and I and I'll watch how happy people are." Yeah, it's yeah, I, I, I get a little choked up thinking about. It. I'm really, I love what I do, and I'm very lucky to be in this position, and I'm not going anywhere. <laughs> So what's the best way for anyone interested to reach out to you? We know you're doing a lot of work with the team at funding strategies in relation to your strategy as well as your expansion plans. Anyone interested, how do they um, you know, touch base with you to find out more about the story of um, Hilo Fitness? Yeah, they're a great team up in Bris Vegas, is in Brisbane. Yeah, got a lot of time for them and they, they really get, you know, we've worked close with them for a while now, so they really understand what we want to achieve and yeah and and understand our story so exactly right getting in touch with with the team there and uh, that that is definitely the way to further understand um what is hilo and uh, where we want to get it so that's that'd be great all right fantastic look it's been a pleasure speaking today mark we'd, you know, we'd love to have you on again soon to, to tell us about the expansion and, and where the company's heading and we do encourage anyone interested in finding out more to head towards um, fundingstrategies.com.au and, and uh, sign up and find out a bit more about the company. Again, Mark, pleasure having you on and we'd want to have you on again soon. Wow, that'd be great. And, uh, yeah, thank you to you both. All right, thanks, Mark. Eden Exchanges was brought to you by the team at Eden Exchange. In this episode, we spoke to Mark Garahay, who is the co-founder and general manager for Hilo Fitness Holdings Limited, working with funding strategies. For more information on the Hilo Fitness franchise or any other episodes by Eden Exchanges, head to our networking website, businessbuyinvest.com, or alternatively, fundingstrategies.com.au. You can also subscribe to the series on iTunes or Stitches if you're using Android. Find us on Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, and Instagram for recent info on the buying, selling, and investing world. Thanks for listening.